Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Guia. I'm Mindong. 42 days until the college basketball season begins. Yes, sir. 42 days. Uh, we are back. Uh, it's been a very interesting turn of events these past couple of days. Uh, exam week, as you know, is obviously a busy time. So we did push off some episodes. Do not worry. We are back and uh, we're going to be going full throttle now, hopefully until obviously November 7th which is 42 days from now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been actually a week since we did an, uh, done an episode, obviously. School has gotten the best of us. Obviously, classes have just started ramping up their materials. I sound pretty under the weather right now. But uh, I'm negative for COVID. That's, that's a good thing. But, yeah, I'm happy to be back after a week. Like you said, yeah, we're expecting a lot of episodes this week. Indeed we are. And for those of you that saw this weekend, uh, we got a little poll going on. Um, we're, we're determining who the best conference is for this upcoming season. The first four rounds, our first four matchups have already concluded uh, later today, if, whenever you're seeing this. Uh, there'll be some polls up, so make sure to check out our socials at the RTM underscore podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I believe as well, and TikTok. Uh, there's going to be polls all, all over there for the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, so make sure to check that out. But, uh, yeah, today's episode, obviously a good one. The MEAC is up now. Uh, very small conference, unfortunately, but uh, they do have some power hitters in here. As you know, Norfolk State did win this conference last year. Tough matchup, obviously, in their first game, which we determined was against who? Duke? Was it Duke? We said this last episode. No, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. Baylor. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, just can't wait to get to back to another episode. Uh, for those of you who do not know by now, uh, and I have not got with the program. For if you're new, I'll get I'll give you some slack. Uh, welcome, but uh, for those of you that are new and do not know what's going on, just check out a previous episode to see the rundown because uh, we've been giving the rundown for about 30 times it seems now. So uh, at some point, you just kind of gotta let the fans and the viewers kind of pick it up themselves. So we hope you pick it up by now. Don't worry, it's not too complicated. But uh, without further ado, let us get things started. Is that your player of the year or is that your runner-up? No, that's my player of the year. All right. Get to it then. Yeah. Uh, you have the, the easier option of the player. That's probably the consensus player of the year. But in the Road to Madness podcast, there's no consensus when when I'm here. Uh, I have a lot of hot takes. My 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 player of the year, Menda Tark. Obviously, the brother of Anthony Tark, who is now playing for the Pistons G League team alongside Justin Turner. Shout out, Justin. Uh, he's now... A junior or uh, a sophomore. He's in his third year. Whether you want to say he's a junior or a sophomore, that's up to you. But he's in his third year. He had the COVID year, so take it however you want it. 13 and a half points, seven rebounds, three assists, and three steals, which was top 10 in the nation last year. He's a he's a hooper. If you haven't seen this buzzer beater highlight tape, you've got to go watch it because that's all I see on Twitter. Like, like counting down the days, like 42 days, and it's like a, here's another Tark buzzer beater, and Tark buzzer beater here, there. It's just everywhere. Like this guy's clutch as well, and that's why he's my player of the year. Indeed, indeed. Very good pick. I like him a lot this upcoming season. He was all MEAC first team last year, as you know. My player of the year is obviously the consensus one, not consensus, but the easier pick, I'd say. Obviously, the reigning player of the year, Mr. Joe Bryant himself. Uh, Joe Bryant Jr., if you want to be precise. But uh, Joe Bryant's an absolute beast, man. He averaged 16 and a half points per game last year. 
five rebounds, three and a half assists, and also a steal and a half in there as well. He's an absolute problem, man. Uh, he was one of the key reasons why Norfolk State has been so talented these past couple of years. And this year was his best year by far, if I do say so myself. And uh, he won tournament MVP in the conference tournament for the MEAC this year. And he was that guy this year in the MEAC, looking to be that year once again in his fifth and final year of college basketball eligibility. Mm -hmm. And my dark horse, I have Howard here. Uh, obviously, Howard should be atop this conference year in and year out based on all the connections and money that, and revenue they have as a school because, yeah, it's a very good school academically and it should translate athletically as well. But unfortunately, they're, they're not always the top of this conference. I think they're dark horse this year. They don't have a roster according to whatever I'm looking at right now. Uh, it's flashiest roster, but it seems like they have a couple starters, some bench coming in. They do have a couple solid uh, freshmen and transfers coming in, led by uh, Mr. Shy Odom, Massachusetts finest. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they pan out this year. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Would you consider him Massachusetts finest, even though he went to school? Yeah, he's from Mass. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I don't know if I call him Mass's finest still because he transferred to Sierra Canyon, but I mean, I don't know. Well, he's yeah, representing I, Boston. It's like saying, like, that's, that's fair. I don't know. Like, Cooper Flagg, like, from Maine, obviously the number one guy in Maine. That's, he's, that's he's fair. From Maine, and he went to Florida. It's like, what is he representing? Is he representing Florida or, or Maine? He's still representing Maine. I would say Maine. I agree. Okay, fair point. Regardless, um, yeah, Shyam's an absolute beast. Uh, I remember freshman year of high school, I think, we played him in AAU, and, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. We, I played him a couple of times, actually. Uh, yeah, same here. You played him as well. He's, so. he's an animal. Yeah, he's a big dude, and he's an animal. Shout out to him. My play uh, Dark Horse is Maryland Eastern Shore, man. This team's really interesting this upcoming season. I'm very intrigued with this team. Uh, four stars and some of the bench return. Could it finally be the year for Maryland Eastern Shore? I definitely think it has a good potential for them. Uh, just going to uh, – well – it's obviously a, a tier one and tier two conference because there's only eight teams in it. Uh, they got a good chance to crack into the tier one. Right now, I don't think they're there just yet. But uh, as things go on, I think they do have a good chance. Zion Styles returns as a top option. Uh, this Maryland Eastern Shore team, it is team-oriented. Uh, there's no really key guy. Uh, they share the ball very well in terms of scoring, a very well-balanced scoring attack. And I do think that will help them. But uh, this team's definitely up in the mix this year. I'd like to see what they can do with what they got this coming back. Mm -hmm. Great team this year. I uh, have a pretty good expectations for them as well. And starting off with number eight, I have South Carolina State here. What a mess of an offseason this program has had. They didn't hire a head coach until, I think, like a couple of weeks ago, which is unbelievable. That is yeah. – that's absurd. Like, the season ends in April, and you have about – probably that window from April to, I'd say, like, late May at the latest. But they took five months to hire a coach, which is crazy. And uh, that's why I have them at eight. Like, I don't even know who's on the team. They don't even have a roster right now. Like, they have a picture on the Twitter. It's like, your South Carolina State basketball team. But there's no roster online yet. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a key problem with uh, half half the teams in this league so far don't have the roster released. Um, come on, guys. I mean, there's, there's, I understand, like, 
I understand, but like there's, there's 42 days left. I mean, I'd really love to see your roster because I feel like last year we didn't have this problem with that, that many teams doing our conference previews. But I mean, we did go into more depth this year because just because of the transfers, because there's a ton. But uh, yeah, I was very disappointed. Only four teams had their roster released. Uh, this team was one of them that I have at eight, Delaware State. Only one starter is a bench return for this team. Uh, they didn't win a single game in the NEAC play last year, which is unfortunate. Still figuring out the pieces. Do get lots of Juco products, which is a good sign. But uh, for now, I, I think this team's just still rebuilding. Yeah, definitely agree with you. That's why I have them at seven. Still have a, a head coach actually returning. Uh, like you mentioned, one starter and some of the bench, probably most of the bench returning. And the Juco piece, they don't look, they don't seem too bad at all. But in this conference, uh, they haven't done well. I, I, I don't expect them to do that much better this year. Definitely agree. And uh, flip-flop here, I do have South Carolina State here at seven. Uh, yeah, this team, obviously, a mess uh, is a good word to describe it, unfortunately. It is anticipated. Two stars are coming back and some bench. This team had a very uh, good year in conference play. They finished around 500, but they do lose their two top two options. Uh, but I think they can still, uh, trajectory-wise, I know they, the head coach thing was all that, but uh, team-wise, I still think they have a higher trajectory. Uh, there was a very young team last year. I do still think they have a lot uh, coming back that could definitely help them. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they finished around 500, which is not terrible, not the worst place to finish. So, uh, you never know. But uh, I just think just to see who comes back, and then we can make a decision from there, I guess. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Number six, I have Morgan State here. This is a team that was a contender for for the conference tournament and a bid about two years ago, maybe even last year as well. They, they, they had very lofty expectations this year, completely different, only uh, two starters return. And they did have a good season last year. But um, this year, I don't think – I don't think they'll be too good, especially with the improvements this conference has made. Rightfully so. I do have Morgan State here as well. Uh, I think this is the best place for them. Obviously, they do return two really good guys, Malik Miller and Dorian Ware come back. Uh, Torian Ware, man, I mean, the two years ago, I, I, I believe he was the guy that everyone was talking about in this conference. But uh, he definitely had a step back here last year. Uh, will that be the case this upcoming season? Who knows? I mean, he still averaged double-digit points, but uh, the Torian Ware, I remember he was a big name two seasons ago. Didn't hear much of him this past season, but uh, I do think there'll still be a two-man show here for Morgan State. Not too much coming back, so uh, that's why I have them here at number six. Mm -hmm. Number five, I have Maryland Eastern Shore here. Your dark horse, like you mentioned, four stars in the bench return. It's a very good team-style uh team I should say but uh yeah they could they could go they have a lot of weapons on their team unfortunately they've been down in the dumps for a while now I do remember last year though they did give UConn a very competitive game I do remember they were they were protecting one of the worst teams last year and they gave UConn uh, a run for their money I, I do remember that from last year about this team and with the guys coming back I see them being even more competitive I just have them at fifth definitely agree uh, I do think that this team has a lot of good potential. Um, so with that being said, I'll be doing a mid-episode switch, a pretty big one. Um, something's just telling me I, I, I have high hopes for Maryland Eastern Shore. They're my dark horse, obviously. And I think I'm putting this team that I have moving down here a little too high. I'm putting Howard at number five. 
Yes, you heard that right. Um, I had Howard at two, but just looking at all these top five rosters, I'm not sure what Howard looks like. I know, I know they got Steve Settle coming back and Elijah Hawkins. Elijah Hawkins won uh, freshman of the year, rookie of the year last year. He's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. But something's telling me it's going to be a little bit of a down year for Howard. Uh, I know Howard had some fantastic games last year. I remember that Notre Dame game. They almost beat Notre Dame at home, which was a fantastic game. It would have been a fantastic win. But uh, something's telling me, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know we still don't have the roster, but I think it's just Settle and Hawkins coming back and then all the new pieces. Something's telling me, Howard, something's going to go wrong. And uh, this, this has happened before with me. I remember I picked Howard to win it all two years ago now with uh, McCurr Maker. And, uh, yeah, you know how that turned out. Or maybe that was last, that was last year, I think, not two years ago. Um, two years yeah, ago. I mean, Howard's a, Howard's a very good franchise, obviously. A lot of revenue coming in, like you talked about. But uh, it might take them a jump start year to get going. But uh, a phenomenal team regardless. So uh, these top five are definitely in their own tier themselves. So, uh, yeah, someone's telling me mid episode switch, putting Howard at five. Mm-hmm. I have Howard at four. Uh, covered them as my dark horse team. I think four is a good spot for them uh, since they're not good, but I want to say they're they're bad. Uh, yeah, you could go on to your number four. Yes, and I will be elevating my uh, dark horse, Maryland Eastern Short of four. I'm big on this team this year. I think team basketball is the style for them. They, they were pretty good last year. And, uh, I mean, I just got high hopes for them. They had, uh, they had a, uh, Chance Davis, uh, if he's coming back, which I think he is. He was an all-freshman team last year. And the big man here to watch out for is Nathaniel Pollard. I know I mentioned, obviously, Zion Styles, but Pollard is the defensive anchor for this Maryland Eastern Shore team. And uh, I know the record doesn't show that they were that good last year because uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, uh, they were, what were they, six – no, they're five and eleven in conference play, which isn't the best. Uh, it was actually tied or second to last in the conference. But uh, someone's telling me things are different this year, so uh, I'm just gonna roll with that and put Maryland Eastern Shore at four. Yeah, uh, number three. I'm gonna do a mid episode switch as well. I'm putting NC Central here at number three. NC Central obviously has been struggling the past couple of years but before that man they ran this conference it, it seems like only the, the only two programs are you could count on two programs either nc central or the team i have at number one uh who are going to get the auto bid nc central is always going to be a top three team they do return justin wright who was great last year he was their best player he returns this year he's a player of the year contender that we didn't talk about he's going to be an all meac player as well and uh yeah, this team's the top three team in the conference, always. Definitely agree. And uh, for my number three team, I'm going to put Copen State here at number three. Uh, this team, very lethal this upcoming season. Keep your eyes open. Uh, two stars and some bench players return, which doesn't seem like too, too much. But uh, one of those guys is obviously uh, Nenda Tark, who was obviously a player of the year candidate for sure. He was an all-first teamer last year, which you already talked about in your player of the year conversation. But, uh, yeah, Copen State, man, the big pitch here. Sam Sessions is coming to Copen State from Penn State. Uh, this was a very big surprise. Obviously, he started his career at Binghampton or Stent. Where did he start his career? It's, it's one of those schools. Binghampton. 
Binghamton. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but regardless. Uh, yeah, two years there, Penn State, I think just for that one year, and now he's at Copen State. A very interesting journey, to say the least. I think it was getting closer to his family, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. But regardless, that's a huge addition. Uh, obviously, a Power 5 player starter, relatively start. I think he started a, a good amount of those games at Penn State. Going to Copen State is huge. That's going to be a huge impact transfer right away. Immense damage. Watch out. Keep your eyes open. Uh, for the moment, I do think it is just those two guys. I, I know they got a couple other guys there, but I think it's really going to be the Tark and Sesame show here at Copen State, which I think can elevate them into a top three team in this conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I do have Copen State here. Like you said, Sam Sesums, he's a great player. Uh, he's a hooper. He's a he's an absolute bucket getter. Uh, he's going to pair well in the backcourt with Tark. And uh, I think Sesums, I'm going to give you a, a bold prediction. I think Sesums is top 10 in scoring in all of college basketball this year. Uh, he was – I mean, he was in Binghampton. So I, I can expect him to do it again at Copeland State where he's 100% going to be the number one option. I know Tark is there too. He's going to be the number two option. This is the best backcourt or – yeah, I'm going to say this is the best backcourt in this conference. Wow. Yeah, I mean eh, – yeah, I guess. Actually, no. I don't eh. – <laughs> it's, it's either first or second. I mean, you look at this top team and you look at their backcourt, I mean – I know that they did lose Jalen Hawkins. I'm not, I'm sorry. I mean, you, you probably know who the number one team is by now, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough race. I could definitely see it, but we'll see. Um, regardless, my number two team is NC Central. It is anticipated three stars and some bench return. A very good season last year. And uh, they, were, they were under the radar last year. They finished third in the conference, uh, which is pretty good for them, as they usually are. Uh, Justin Wright returns, who was a all- conference first teamer last year absolute beast uh we're unsure on the status though of randy miller jr and chris monroe uh so i was looking obviously the roster is not released yet i was looking on twitter trying to figure things out um i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if they were still there or not i don't know if uh they have another year or not but uh we'll figure it out soon enough till the season starts but uh regardless you got a key hooper and justin right here and if these two guys can come back, I think NC Central has a higher chance. If not, I'd probably slide them down one or two spots if uh, Miller Jr. or Monroe are not there. But regardless, I'm anticipating that they are, but obviously not sure yet. Regardless, NC Central will still be dominant and competitive. I got them here too. Yeah, and the number one team, no shocker at all. It is Norfolk State. It's, it's really not a, like a question here. Norfolk State's easily the best team. Uh, Joe Bryant, obviously, the number one option. The other four starters are all upperclassmen. Obviously, Bankton Tate, uh, they're all they're all seniors, and they're gonna win this conference. It's it's kind of just a lock right now, in my opinion. Unless Joe Bryant gets hurt, I think I think they're winning this conference. I don't see how they don't. I mean, they got everybody. They, the only guy that loses is Jalen Hawkins. Uh, I mean, but regardless, I mean, they're still going to be dominant. Randy Champs, uh, if, if you turn four stars into a bench after winning the MEAC, uh, you should probably do it again. And uh, they're geared up to go for their eighth. This would be their eighth if they could win it this year, uh, which is a high probability. I think they got all the right pieces. Bryant, Bankston, Tate. 
I mean, they're all coming back, and those are all huge pieces. I know Bryant's obviously the star of the show, but uh, look at Bankston, man. He was on the all-defensive team this year, and Tate's a very good spark plug, one of the best shooters, I think, in this conference. So uh, Norfolk State's got it all, man, and I would not be surprised if they go out here and win this thing once again. Yeah. They're, uh, unfortunately, it's a one-bid conference, and it should be a one-bid conference, sorry to say. And uh, it's going to be another 16 seed because that's that's what the MEAC is, unfortunately. I wish I wish they were maybe not a 16 seed, but the winner will, will be facing the one seed. Or maybe they're going to get a play-in game and then face the one seed. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably will. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of unfortunate. It's always a 16 seed. I mean, the conference is just so small, and they can't really get much out of it, which is very unfortunate. But, I mean, it is what it is looking at it from this standpoint of things just because, I mean, there's only eight teams in it. That's one of the smallest. That is the tied for the smallest conference um, in Division One. So, I mean, you can't really expect that much, unfortunately. But uh, they have made some damage in uh, NCAA tournament. Looking at the stats right here, uh, back when Hampton was in this conference, uh, Hampton, they, they, they won two games in uh, March Madness play. Norfolk State's won two as well. Obviously lost this past season. And uh, Copeland State, Florida A&M when they were in here, and NC and team when they were in here, each won a game as well. So, I mean, they've had one games before in uh, March Madness history, but uh, not too many, as you can see. So it's unfortunate, but, I mean, hey, I mean, they always got a fighting chance. You never know what happens in March Madness. Yeah, completely agree. And uh, you sound you look you look shocked at some. I have a trivia question. Very interesting. So I'm looking I'm looking here. Um, obviously, Sports Reference they got a lot of great stuff. Uh, there was a team ranked in the AP poll from the MEAC uh, one time ever. I want to know who that team was and when that was. I don't I don't know when it was. I just see that there's one team that's been ranked in the AP poll. I want to know who that team was and when. That is a trivia question for today. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. That's very interesting to me. I was just, that's why I was surprised looking at it. Yeah, and uh, just another another Monday. Fantasy is, uh, is 0-3. Yep. <laughs> Fantasy's been rough, man. Uh, team has not gotten together for you. I'm 1-2. You're 2-3. You're 0-3, so. Both down the bottom, but hey, it's a long season, as you know, with college basketball as well. So I mean, anything's possible. Just, uh, just getting started. So, yeah, no, don't worry about it just yet. Who's your pick to win this Monday night football game? Um, no preference. I'm probably not even gonna watch. I don't. It's gonna be a terrible game. Oh, I'm just gonna roll with the Giants because I don't know. I know Cooper Rush magic happened last week. He's not doing it two weeks in a row, man. I don't know. I'm. I, I like Daniel Jones. I don't know. I don't know what is up with me. People say like, "What do you want?" I think Daniel Jones is a, like a good quarterback. I don't know why his decision making is could be eh in his ball security, but I think he has the traits to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. He just hasn't hasn't shown it yet. But uh, they call him Danny Dimes for a reason. Interesting take. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, college football also very good this week. Shout out Clemson. Uh, fantastic game against Wake Forest. Double OT win. That was a fantastic game. 
I believe Brian had a tough loss to Brown, I believe. Uh, that was that was last week. They beat they beat LIU this week. Oh, uh, I did? Uh, well, good for them. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good college games in there. Shout out Kansas State taking down Oklahoma. Very exciting to see for them. And, obviously, a couple other great games in there as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sports is really good right now. So, I'm, I'm just very excited for it. And, as you know, in a little bit over a month, we'll have uh, college basketball tipping off. So, uh, can't wait, man. Yeah, let's show the whiteboard. Yes, sir. Got it right here. As you can see, the whiteboard is uh, filling up, as you can see. So, uh, I don't know what number this is, but regardless, the MEAC is now done. So, it is now time for the MVC coming up next, probably tomorrow. Uh, well, you'll probably see this on Tuesday, but we'll be recording uh, this tomorrow. You'll see this episode right now. What? Oh, wait, what, what are you talking about? I thought you said you'll see this, our current episode, tomorrow. Are you going to upload tomorrow or today? I'm uploading after this, after we end it. Bro. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, that's cool. I just, but, had to, uh, I just had to do it last week, next day, because we were behind schedule. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, things are moving, as you know. So uh, we're trying to bang out as many as we can. And this is a very big week, uh, as are the next five or so weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, MVC up next. MVC looking really good this upcoming season. As you know, Belmont and Murray State are coming into this conference. So uh, we'll see what happens because uh, there's a lot of great teams in here. As you know, Loyal Chicago out. So uh, who's up next? I don't know. Drake's also back. Missouri State's also back. It's looking really good next year for the this upcoming season, I should say, for the MVC. So, uh, yeah, any final thoughts? Nah, end it. All righty. So, uh, 42 days left. Very excited. Uh, as a reminder, check out the social media at the underscore, at, oh, at the underscore, at, whoa, wow. at the RTM underscore podcast. The underscore came out very early there for me. Once again, at the RTM underscore podcast. I have to second guess myself now. Um, but, yeah. Conference polls are coming up. I'll probably post some more at 4.30. So uh, you got 24 hours to vote. Uh, you'll see it all on social media if you check that out. So uh, stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that is all we got for today's episode. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. It's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.